Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi! Welcome to the Poor Charles 411, where we talk with Perry Shen. I still can't believe that we talked to him. He <laughs> was so much fun. It's so nice because, okay, I know that we get so mad with Brad, but he's not Brad. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you exactly. remember. But you can see that because it's like, okay, you can see the good person, and then he's like a legit good guy. Yes. So it helps because it's not like, you know, sometimes you do see the bad guy and you're like, they can't really be that bad in person. And then you're like, oh, they're not nice. Right. You know, no, 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 no. Like Perry is the exact opposite of Brad. Which is amazing that he can play that awful and still be a nice guy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that he, Brad's kind of like a smart bad. Right. He, that's why we love him and hate him. Because when he is playing with Wiley, you're like, Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I love you. Or how in love he is with Lucas. Yeah. I want a man to be that in love with me. And then you see him do this stupid stuff that you're like, Brad, what are you doing? Come on. You just want to like smack him and be like, seriously, come on, get it together. And he said he felt that way when he read some of the scripts too. So it's not just us. And we didn't just talk about Brad. We got to talk about some of his other projects that he's worked on and very vaguely heard about something he's going to be coming up. And I want to know so badly what it is. I can't wait. As soon as we find out, we'll have to throw that out there for everyone to check out because it sounds very exciting. It does. So enjoy our conversation with Perry. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. I liked your little standby. Oh, before I came on? (laughs) I'm Shannon. I'm Amanda. Hey there. Hey, thanks so much for agreeing to talk with us. We're really excited. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks for asking me. 
So what have you been doing during COVID? Keeping busy? Um, making a home gym. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I've been proud that I haven't missed a day since uh, quarantine. As soon as they locked down, I started um, just slowly building uh, a, a gym just from jumping rope to getting some few weights and exercise bands and then to a bike and then a full on punching bag. And yeah, wow. so it's now it's, it's legit. So now I'm looking to cancel my membership cause I, I don't need it anymore. And it's really convenient to just literally if I at 11 PM at night, I decide, you know what? I just want to hop in real quick and, and hit the bag for like a half an hour. I can do that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life because it's just so convenient. And I stay longer doing it because, you know, I have, I've, I've got like good music in there. I've got a, and TV. So it's just like, it's, it's been great. It's having an extra room in the house, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's perfect timing because Brad's going to get buff on the jail yard yeah. and everything. He's so hand in hand. Yeah. He, he gets, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been building your gym and everything while you've been in quarantine, but you have a nice family with you too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I have a family. We're spending a lot of time together and, you know, now we've, devise a system where certain days are um that person is responsible for the entertainment for the night so you know so that's everybody has their turn of showing other movies that they want people to see or games that they want people to do and so that's been fun to to sort of be forced to do (laughs) you know yeah. Well, just to be able to slow down, you guys are still really, really locked down. Like you're still staying in shelter, right? Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, it, the numbers are in California yeah. are worse than New York's now. So uh, yeah. So California wins. Ha ha. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> so we watched your movie, Better Luck Tomorrow. Okay. How was it doing that? I mean, you weren't 16, 17 playing that role. So how was that? Um, let's see. So, I mean, I think I'm pretty fortunate that with, I guess, being Asian, that basically my, I'm always, I'm always like 10 years, 10 to 15 years of how old I really am, you know, aging backwards. So I was in my, I was in my, I was like almost hitting 30. So I was playing teenagers. So that's about the right range. So, and I did look about, you know, 15, 18 ish. And that's what I was being cast for a lot of, uh, a lot of in my early career, even though I was like, you know, mid twenties, I was in high schools a lot at, you know, the sets were locker rooms or, or a school, a desk in a classroom. So it wasn't too much of a of a stretch um, uh, from what I was used to, but that definitely was a amazing experience because I got that movie probably six years of being doing acting, and I was starting to get frustrated with just type of kind of the roles that I was sort of being exposed to and getting a chance to even do. And at first, you know, when you're starting your career, you're like, I'll, I'll take anything. This is amazing, you know? And, but then after a while you start sitting back and like you're getting auditions for something for the next day and you're looking at it and it's like, it's like the same delivery boy or talking in an accent or knowing martial arts. Um, 
and it's just very like you start seeing like the bigger picture you're like oh wait a second i'm only coming in for like one or two lines and delivering food i'm not really part of the narrative of the story and it's it's frustrating because i you know i train with everybody else at the best acting schools and this is not what i wanted to do you know to, to, to just come in and say here here's your delivery and and not really move the narrative along so when Better Luck Tomorrow came along, that was the first time where they said, uh, I want you to read for this character, uh, Ben. And I would turn to the, turn, open the script and Ben is literally on page one. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's the main guy. And I'm like, whoa, it was so, it, I didn't really think about it. Cause usually when I'm auditioning for something, it's like, okay, you come in on page 47. <laughs> it's like, you're like, where am I? You know, and then you're out at page 48, you know, and you're done. So that was sort of a, a huge sort of, you're like uh, being empowered and going, you know what? Yeah, I deserve I've paid my dues. I deserve, and I can carry, uh, you know, I, I can be more than just what I've been going out for. So that was sort of a huge turning point uh, for me with Better Luck Tomorrow. I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of almost like if Clerks had met Can't Hardly Wait, met mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs. Right, yes, because it's very dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was, loose, it was loosely based on a true story. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, about these high school students um, committing a murder. Uh, yeah. And actually, it's 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 weird that so we just celebrated, I think, our 15th anniversary in 2017. And we had this big screening at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood. And I had actually met someone goes, hey, Perry, uh, I want you to introduce you to this guy named Kern. And he is actually the guy that your character is based on in Better Luck Tomorrow. And he just got out of prison. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so <laughs> trippy because, I mean... I was, I had so many questions for him. And, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, this, this guy's a convicted murderer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but the only reason he got out um, was because he wasn't responsible. He was there. He was observing it all. He didn't actually commit the act, um, but all of his other friends are in prison for life. Um, and so he, you know, and I sort of asked him kind of like, what, was true what what liberties did the film take and what actually happened and so that was fascinating and uh th- yeah so that was that was interesting only also because we're we're the same age so our lives took a right archer after high school you know i went to college he went to prison you know and and for the next 20 years you know i you know whatever and then and so now we were converging and it's just is fascinating just one one how one moment can change your life. You yeah. Know? How did you prepare for that role, given that basically it sounds like a lot of the opportunities you had before were just stereotypical right. roles? Yeah. So I was, I've been training the whole time. So I was primed and ready to go. And th- that, that film let me exercise all the acting muscles that I had. I'm like, if this movie doesn't do well, this, this is all I have. You know, <laughs> this is pretty much all I have at that moment. You know, so I, I gave it my all. I, I didn't go out for pilot season because the movie was shooting during pilot season. And so it turned down a lot of potential big roles. But again, all the roles that I was going out for on a pilot was the emasculated tech guy, you know, mm-hmm. who was really good at, at, you know, the numbers. But then as soon as a woman walked by, he, he, he wouldn't know what to say. And it's always it's the same thing over yeah. and over again. And it was like, okay, yes, it would be a lot of money if you would get this role. But at the same time, it's like, if I had a choice, I'd rather do the better luck tomorrow part that I wasn't getting paid very much. It was, you know, an independent project. And I mm-hmm. remember my agents were giving me crap and saying, 
you know, you're turning it down for this little role. And and then like, I think I had, I had an audition with a uh, Woody Allen who wanted to meet me in New York and want to fly me out. And I'm like, I can't, I'm the lead of this movie. I can't do this. And, and at the time my agent's like, what movie is this? There's no stars in it. You know, it doesn't make, I'm like, you know, I, I knew because I, I've seen what I was going out for. I'm like, I'm never going to get an opportunity like this again. They come and the script was good. And so um, I remember wrapping the day on Better Luck Tomorrow and I flew out to New York to meet Woody Allen and I flew back within the, within 24 hours just to, because I had a shooting the next day. And so, you know, we handled both of it. And at the end, um, my age went Better Luck Tomorrow, um, uh, went to Sundance and uh, got picked up by Paramount Studios. And we were the number one movie that weekend per screen. And uh, I remember the president of the the studio calling me and says, congratulations, being number one this weekend and being the lead. And it doesn't happen to many people, not even even at your level. He's, he's talking about like major stars, you know, yeah. and so this is something very rare. You should be proud of it. And my agents, you know, sort of ate humble pie and they went, you know what, you were right. We had no... We, we didn't know anything about this project. It was so, so off the radar. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it goes to show that the littlest things, if you really believe in them and you're going to put the work into it, it, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks and, and great things can come from it. Do you really play basketball? I don't. I had to train so <laughs> long and hard just to get because this is independent film. So there's not a lot of, we don't have a lot of money for, to waste, to burn film. This is, this is before digital. So we're shooting on film, which is very expensive. And I knew that the more I missed and not, and this guy's supposed to be making free throws, you know, mm-hmm. multiple times in a row. And I had to, we had to get that on film. So I remember when we we're actually shooting, uh, there was a part where he gets frustrated and he can't shoot free throws. So they're like, all right, Perry, we got enough footage of you missing it. Um, you, you got to start making some. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the most nerve wracking one, I think it's, it's a big wide angle and the whole basketball team of high school students are watching me and I, and this is the wide angle you can't cut away. So I have to make two in a row at the very oh. least. And so I think it took like two, two, three takes, but then I, I, I got it on like the third take, I think. And so that was the most nerve wracking part. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I checked out your website and everything, and you do a lot of speaking tours to help, you know, promote actually using Asian Americans for roles and for, you know, furthering their careers and everything. What are you doing now to adapt, given that, I mean, are you able to go do speaking tours right now? Is anyone? Um, I haven't done, I haven't done speaking tours in a few years now uh, because I've seen the the shift in, in, um, in the sort of the popularity of of speakers uh that that sort of changed the dynamic now now schools want uh youtubers <laughs> so that's a, that's a that's an interesting yeah. dynamic you know learning experience You're like hmm okay i'm not getting any more speaking engagements and but i can see who are but at the same time there's a lot of um asian american uh, youtubers who are and i've heard them speak and they're 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 coming from a different perspective, but they're what they're saying isn't um, any less valid, and and it's 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 great that they're that they're doing it. So hold on, yeah, one okay. second. Sure. Sorry, that was my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we talk once a week, so this was um, around that time. So I said I'm oh, doing an interview. Um, yeah, so right now I, I haven't done many speaking engagements, um, but I don't think many universities are really able to meet in person anyway so right. it's gonna have to change you know we're probably doing it through zoom i just thought that was really cool because did you watch um 
the Netflix series Hollywoodland. Yes, yes. Because that was all brought up in there too. Yeah, and and that the reason why I decided to do that speaking engagement um, tour was because when I was in college, it was. I was uh, one of the officers of my Asian American organization, and we would bring in speakers who are like working in the industry or, or interesting of note to, to come in and give their perspective of how they were making it sort of as an Asian American in that particular business. And I remember with the with Better Luck Tomorrow, knowing what I know, what I we, we, what we had to go through. I wanted to sort of impart some of that lessons to people who are like coming out into the real world in a few years. And for example, like um, with Better Life Tomorrow, that they everybody loved the script in Hollywood. They they said, but you know what? All these characters are Asian American, and there's just no market for that at all. So we'll give you we'll give you four times the budget that you need. We'll give you a million dollars. We only need it two hundred fifty thousand. We'll give you a million dollars if you change these characters to anything else but asian and the director was like no uh <laughs> so the director maxed out 10 credit cards and went 250 grand in debt and it was a big gamble but he really believed in the movie and so i wanted young young asian americans to know that the playing field as much as you would think hard work means a lot Every, you know, it, all you got to do is do your work. It's like, sorry, race does play, play a, a part in it as much as you want or not. You could ignore it, but these are the facts of the real world. And um, even the poster, if you look at the Better Luck Tomorrow poster, um, it's, a, it's a negative image of the, 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 uh, the characters in a blue background. It didn't look, I just got it on Amazon Prime. Right, me too. Yeah, so if you ever look oh. at, the, at the poster, it's a negative image because that way you can't really tell we're Asian on the poster. And that was kind of the reason why it was done. So it's just, it's, it's mm. amazing. Um, all these things and it took, and for the longest time, uh, the only Asian American lead in a feature film, a studio feature film for the longest time was still me like 15 years after the movie. And I, that's kind of sad. I mean, it was kind of awesome because I had that honor, <laughs> but, but it wasn't until, um, um, what was it? Crazy rich Asians. I mean, it took that long, <laughs> you know, we that came out only recently too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of mind boggling. Um, and then, then that movie did well. So Hollywood really only responds to dollar signs. Right. So hopefully mm -hmm. this, this changes the narrative and, and saying, Hey, you know what, maybe there is an untapped market, you know, kind of like when Spike Lee came along and did do the right thing and, and made so much money like, Oh, wow, there's an there's a African-American audience here. Let's start making more of those, you know? So it's, right. it's really, you got to speak that kind of language of money. And I think even on general hospital, I mean, so back in the eighties, there was the Asian quarter, the Asian quarter. The tri yeah. But Nothing has really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's I think um, it, it's not official, but I think unofficially I, I've been talking to um, one of the editors at uh, um, Soap Opera Digest and she says, I'm pretty sure you're the longest Asian American running character in, in, in soaps, if not definitely male. He, they're not sure about female, but she, she's pretty sure that it covers male and female um, almost, you know, seven years running. So I was like, wow, that's... Well, and that's not because it's only seven years. I mean... Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it's just, it's, it's, it's a great honor to have. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's sort of interesting too, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. 
See, I was thinking you could bring back the Asian gang because yes. some of them are in the jail yes. and then you come back and you're like, okay, fine. I lost. Yeah. It's, 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 there's, there's so many ways you can, he could have gone, you know, and, and again, yeah, he, in prison, that, that might be an interesting thing. He, he meets, you know, relatives that, you know, <clears throat> that he said that, that convinced him that, Hey, this is your birthright, this organization. Mm-hmm. You know, and and look at how these people, the poor Charles treated you, you know, when you're just trying to protect, you know, what was yours, you know, yeah. so, you know, and, and then all of a sudden Brad turns into something else, you know, <laughs> yeah. oh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done film and you've done TV and I um, was able to watch your Doc McStuffins episode because my Ooh. little one was into it back in the day. So I remember Shinji, that episode. Yeah. What, what has been your favorite? Like, what do you enjoy most? I actually enjoy uh, voiceovers a lot. Okay. Uh, only because I, it, it, you can literally be anybody. You know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not confined to what you see here, you know, which is sort of like the sort of like, you know, the, maybe the nice guy, the boy next door kind of guy, um, but definitely not the, the main, you know, villain, you know, cause I, I don't look physically intimidating enough. Like a good example is I did this video game called sleeping dogs where I play the main bad guy in the whole video game. And that was amazing because I never got to do that. And it didn't matter what I looked like. We did the motion capture and on the stage, I'm holding up, holding this guy who's like way taller than me, but in the video game, I'm towering over him, you know? So I'm, I'm just putting on the voice saying, listen, you punk, you know, and, and it, and it, and it works. And um, I just, it, it is revealed a couple of years ago that they're making a feature film of that video game. And I was like, that sucks because I know I'm not going to be up for the character that I play <laughs> because I, I, there's no way, you know, the, 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 I just know how, how, how it works. And uh, so it's, it's voiceovers give you a lot of uh, opportunity to do things out of the box and, and have fun. I mean, playing a toy robot dude, you know, on, on Doc McStuffins, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Um, but at the same time, I, I do miss, just making a movie you know I, I like the the feature film uh, um, medium because you get to take the time to sort of try different things uh, but also there, there's something also said about with with soaps where it's kind of like you do the work and it's like I I just want let's let's move let's move quickly and and yeah. and, and that's kind of great too I'm sort of letting go and saying you know what this is what we're gonna this is kind of the choices that I've made and, you know, and so there's something to be said for that as well. Cause I, I've done, I remember doing when I was doing GH and um, I was recurring also on NCIS Los Angeles. And so I'd been doing a ton of GH. So I was used to being out within half an hour of shooting because, you know, we only do one take and you have all four cameras on you, you knock it out you're done. And you've done like 20 pages. And I remember then the next day going to NCIS LA, which is very traditional and for we were shooting only five pages that day, and it took like twelve hours. And I, after like hour like three, I was like so exhausted because I'd been so spoiled from GH of just like I'm like I'd be done in twenty minutes, you know, with five pages. Um, but the, you know, it's it's gonna look you know really you know you're trying different things, you're doing different coverage, and uh, so it's it was just you know pros and cons. But I think ultimately, I, if I had to do just one, it 
probably be voiceovers just because there's there's unlimited possibilities for that. So we have to talk about Brad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we love to hate him like everybody else. Uh-huh. Do you ever get the script and you're just like, seriously, guys, can you give me a break? <laughs> it was it was definitely with the when I got um, when I got Wiley and I was like, oh, this is great because I can tap into uh, my experience with fatherhood, you know, and mm-hmm. doting with the child. And, and I'm really good with kids. The kids really love me. And I'm like, this is going to be great, you know, and it's going to be interesting, softer side of Brad. And, and then when I read that Wiley, the original Wiley dies from Sid's uh, the very first day, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Couldn't give me just a couple days or, you know, just with, with you know, and, and showing, you know, what a good father he can be. And it's like, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, this is really juicy, <laughs> you know? But I, I, was, I was like, for my character, I'm like, oh, come on, guys, you know? And maybe after like a month or two or something like that. But then people would recognize what he, who, what he looks like and they would know a switch was made. But, so I understand where it came from. But personally, on a selfish side, I, I was like, oh, gosh, yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like you said, that would have been great because, you know, we think about it all the time because we get why he did what he did you right. know because like being we're both moms and being I still don't think I would steal a baby but <laughs> you know but you're still in this I've also never had a friend have a baby that she needs to offload on the side of the road so you yep. know all those circumstances I don't know what I would have done what direction would you have liked to see them take Brad in because now you're kind of stuck in jail for who knows how long. They right. might let him out because they're letting out prisoners for coronavirus. They're letting out murderers in real life, so they yeah. might not rat out. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, my, my crimes are like pale in comparison. <laughs> um, I would like to, uh, I don't mean, I don't, I have to be careful because if I say something, it may happen and it may not happen because I've said it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get you in trouble. Exactly. Because then that might, it might be a really good idea. And then the Ray is like, oh, no, he already spoiled it. You know, right. <laughs> you know, if, um, so yeah, it's, it's one thing I would have liked to have seen, and this is, wouldn't change anything, would to be, I saw that sort of my only redeeming way sort of of entering back into things is of 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 referring back to previous history that um that Carly has done something similar like this you know mm-hmm. and would show maybe uh, an understanding uh, and Bobby did the same with Lucas you know mm-hmm. um so I, I thought maybe I was like that I was tell I would when I would get the scripts and we'd get worse and worse you know he's digging himself deeper in a hole I'm like telling my wife I'm like the only way I think I can get out of this, if I'm going to get out of this, is if they go back on that. And, and Bobby is like the surprising one who's actually on Brad's side. And then that right. softens it for him. You know, it's, he's, you know he's still got to be punished for what he'd done, but more um, empathy might be shown to have some people on his side. And I think that would be a cool twist, you know, to be like, if, if anybody, you know, you really know Carly is going to be pissed off. So it'd be really interesting that she's like, you know what, I'm guilty of the same or something along those lines. I thought would have been right. an interesting way. And it still might happen. It could happen that way if more time passes. And, and if they decide to, to bring Brad back, you know, with that, that might be an interesting way to coming in. So you really know your history of general hospital. 
Yeah, yeah. I um, every you a every fan time before you were on it. Um, I did watch a few episodes. Mostly, it kind of like it comes in spurts. You know, uh, I think the first the first time was when I was about seven, when they were uh, Luke, Laura, and Robert were on Cassadine Island, mm-hmm. and that was my first introduction to it. And and I was like a huge fan of. Tristan and I was like who is this guy you know I, I had I'd never heard of the Australian accent before you know so that was new and and he's got like no shirt on but he's got a gun holster I'm like this, is, <laughs> this guy's badass you know and and uh so I remember writing a uh his name because like the, the there's no DVR so like I remember his name with flash and I'm like I wrote in like my uh, my Charlie Brown encyclopedia Tristan Rogers you know because I didn't want to forget that name you know and for a while I'm like yeah Tristan Rogers he's my favorite actor and and like you know not many people outside of soaps would know you know so I, I kind of like that I had like the inside thing a scoop about it so actually when I when I uh, met Tristan full circle um, you know, when I got on the show, I, I told Tristan that story and I said, I've never asked for an autograph before ever, but, um, could you sign, sign my encyclopedia thing? And, uh, oh, that's so, sweet. so I've posted that on, on, on social media. So you see my seven year old, seven year old writing Tristan Rogers in print and his, you know, flourish, you know, uh, signature to, to close that out. Um, and then later in the nineties, uh, in college, um, it was during the the Jagger storyline. Antonio Sapato Jr. Um, so that, you not love him. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's where I picked up then. So those are kind of like the two moments of of me watching the show. But but um, yeah, when when they would refer to certain things, I would look up um, old clips to see what they were talking about. And um, and that's so great. I knew about so like I when they talked about like Brad being the descendants of the, you know, Mr. Wu. And so I looked that up. So I know who are my Tia Carreras, my, my aunt, you know, and, uh, and a lot of those actors are still around. So I was like, I was hoping that they would be reintroduced again. That, that would have been fun. Yeah. There's a lot of times that we're like, okay, they can bring back the Ward family. You know, they can mm-hmm. bring back all these different families that have just kind of gone down the rabbit hole. Right. That goes nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so your relationship with Brit on the show mm-hmm. is so cute. Like, especially when you guys would watch the nurses ball together and everything. Right. Was that actually scripted or were you guys able to improv? Cause you guys are hysterical. Yeah. It's, it was, it's just, I think, a uh, um, uh, kind of one of those happy accidents of discovering chemistry together. And the former head writer, when, when Kelly was leaving, they were asking him, you know, what are the things that, that, you know, are with, with her leaving that will be affecting the show. And he, she said, he said, um, he goes, what we really didn't expect was the relationship between Brad and Brit. It was, it was these two schemers who sort of just fell into this, this nice rhythm. And it was a really nice thing that happened. And that will, that dynamic will definitely be missed mm-hmm. um, on the show. And for a while, you know, I was kind of, you know, you, you could see it. I was, I didn't have as much screen time because I didn't have somebody to link me, you know, on, onto the show. Um, cause I didn't have any really any family. The only one was Lucas really, that was sort of my, my tie to the show. So yeah, it was, it was, it was before, you know, she was sort of, you know, I was doing this favor for her changing her lab results. <clears throat> but then when all of that fell apart, um, the turning point was really that both of them were sort of like ostracized because everybody knew what Britt did. Everybody knew what I did. And we were sort of on the outs. And then at the nurse's ball, 
um, us just like hanging together and watching and just, this is just sort of, it's like, wow, it's, it's, this is working, you know? And then they, I think the writers, you know, obviously noticed that and they started writing us more together. And then, and uh, so that's, I think that's how that happened. And, and I, what I think we saw a little bit of resurgence with that, with um, um, the Julian character, Will Durai, um, they started pairing us together and then we sort of had a, like a really cool dynamic. And then, then that was, was sort of a nice happy accident. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really fun when that, when that happens, you know, cause I, I generally have good chemistry with everyone I work with, but then there's some with any other actor that you're like, Oh, that's, that's a pairing that we didn't know would work. You know, I think um, with like, with the Elizabeth and Franco, you know, dynamic, right. Yes. Nobody saw that, that happen. And then suddenly you just put them together. Like, Oh, wow, this is working, you know? And, but uh, there were two different characters from different storylines that, that really didn't cross each other's paths. So it's, I, th- I think that's really fun when, when you, when that happens. Yeah. How do you feel about Brit, Brit hooking up with Julian so much when she was last back? I mean, that's your father. Yeah, you I know. <laughs> when, so I shot the scene where that my last scene, when I'm saying goodbye and she's seeing me off to go to prison and then later we're all done. And I'm like, I, I'm telling to Kelly, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm done shooting, you know, for the day. I have no more left. And he goes, Oh, I'm shooting some more with, um, with Will. I'm like, why? <laughs> and she goes, because I'm like, I'm not, those characters have nothing to do with each other. And she's like, she's like, I hook up with them. And I was like, what? And I, I like, I instantly wanted to like r- go back and reshoot what we just shot and me give her a crap. Be like, you know, and be like, because I think people wanted to see Brad's reaction to that. Yes. To Brit. Oh, You're like, what the hell? You know, um, I think. That would be that would have been fun. Just like a, just like a little snippet. Uh, you know, Brad. People want, I think, want to see Brad go off on Brit or be like, or at least be like, show how flabbergasted he's like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, we were definitely waiting for you to like just walk in on them or something, and <laughs> never happened. Yeah. What about when you had to perform at the nurses' ball? What was that like? Uh, the first time was, was again, I think they, they saw, they realized the, the, the fun part of Brad, uh, the fun side. So it was very last minute because all you get the scripts ahead of time, you know, what's being performed, you know, the rehearsal schedule. And then Frank calls me up and, and says, uh, Hey, um, you're singing at the nurse's ball. Uh, <laughs> do you know this song? And I'm like, I'm like, not really. He's like, okay, go look it up and learn it because uh, we got to shoot it next week. So that was broken hearted. And so I learned that very quickly and, and then we laid it down. And, and the great part that, that sort of let me off the hook that I thought we could have a lot of fun with is because Brad is throwing out the stage last minute. So there shouldn't be anything that's choreographed, you know, it should be whatever I'm going to do, <laughs> you know? So, right. so everyone's in rehearsal. And, and, and I remember I was, I did have a choreographer cause I had dancers behind me that had to do. And then I remember the choreographer was like, okay, so you're going to do this, this. I'm like, no, I really should just let me do what I'm, I'm going to plan something out, <laughs> you know, cause I, I've always wanted to be in a boy band. And, and so I, I, I know, I know what I'm going to do. Um, and it's what Brad's going to do. And, and so that worked out um, fine and it was fun. And, and, and the, that was really fun. Cause Fido uh, Xavier was a director on that one. And he actually let me have some fun um, because I said, I'm going to do this. And I was like, 
you know, because I should be like, I don't know what I'm doing, Brit, you know, and then I said, and maybe, you know, I don't want to step on, overstep any balance, but I think that if you go over there and, and Brit just gives like a thumbs up, you know, and then cuts back to me and sort of like cheers me on. And then, um, and then Kelly went with it with her ultimately dancing and going crazy. <laughs> um, and that helped sell the performance and, and me just being nervous, which, you know, um, some of the, the real nervousness obviously came through too, you know, of, of not knowing, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a solo here you know um so that was that was an awesome awesome experience and then the second time it was more pl- oh the second time it was it was um it wasn't as planned as before because again yeah they brought me up because um to sing i, I want to marry you yeah so then i was off the hook again i didn't have to know too much <laughs> choreography um but yeah a great time because uh, it's it's like I performed several times where I've had to sing and dance. And the great part with this is that the audience has to applaud because it's in the script. (laughs) So it's like, no matter what you do, you're going to get a great response. Uh, So that that's always a fun thing to do. You feel like a rock star. But we're never going to see you on Broadway or anything. No, people ask me that. Can you (laughs) sing? I'm like, I can hold a tune, but no one would actually pay money. I don't think to hear me sing. Uh, So, well, we enjoy it, so. We love the nurses ball. That's the best episode. We miss it this year, yes. Yeah. It's just cool that they got to rerun it, though, with yes. uh, the, doing quarantine. Well, and then because the past, what, three weeks, they haven't been showing even really flashbacks because I guess we're back on Monday. Yay! Right, right, yeah, because they need to remind everybody what's actually going on, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've been watching Night Shift, which was on, mm-hmm. like, in the... 2000, well, yeah. 2000, early 2000s, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> about 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, so we've been watching that instead because we just talked about all the story stuff from May. So right, we can go back right. to listen to ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what's it like working with the boys? We had interviewed their mom back in February. I think so, yeah. And she talked about how much they love you, so. Yeah, they're, they're very easy kids uh, they always say don't work with uh, animals or kids because they will always upstage you because they're so unpredictable and and will do their own thing and they're, they're going to be for that very reason more interesting than you <laughs> and people are going to focus on on the kid or the animal and um but from the get-go they and, and really helps that jack's uh how she sort of has handled the knows how to handle the boys because usually parents are sometimes um, too overbearing and um, and they get in the way mm. um, but at the same time you can't leave them alone either because the 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 crew cast and crew oftentimes don't have kids or, or remember what it's like to have such little kids and they want what ask absurd things for them to do you know where it's like he's a he's a baby he can't say dada you know it's like are you an idiot you know so it's, it's, i've seen that too um because they're just trying to get the shot and so Jax is really good of knowing when to step in when the the baby's like um is really fussy and knowing when to step out and and getting out of the shot because the baby is looking for their parent and mm-hmm. And she need they need to be out of eyesight, you know, um, at a certain point. So she's, she's like I think like fifty to sixty percent of of why it's so easy to work with them. But at the same time, the boys have a great demeanor and they're very playful and like they will just 
react, you know, to certain things or where something, it's a happy moment, they can sense it and they'll smile and they're, they're clapping and it's, it's appropriate, you know, for, for the moment. And, mm-hmm. and all we have, all I have to do is really just listen and, and watch. And there's been some really cool uh, happy accidents where like, um, where I'm saying bye to Sam, she's leaving. Um, and, and one of the boys is going like this. I'm watching him and I just went, yeah, that's right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know? And so we got that cool moment. Um, I had a cut on my head from the car accident and then I'm seeing Wiley. And then one of the boys looks at my cut and goes, Oh, boo boo. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I start up with the lines. So it's, 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 um, it's great. And I remember, I remember when, the, the switch reveal had happened and I was in the dress, I was getting my makeup done. And so I was no longer working with the boys anymore. He was now officially a quarter man and he's a quarter man mansion. Yeah. And I remember him just, Michael's having this scene with Monica and they're just having this long ass scene. And, <laughs> and, and, um, Tay or Eric is just playing but at the side, just like with the, with, you know, playing with his cars, I'm like, and I'm just fascinated. This is the problem now. I'm more interested in watching that kid not moving and doing everything he's supposed to do for a solid, like 25 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. You know, that they're yeah. getting this much dialogue without having to stop and then saying, okay, round, let's round, round up the kid again or switch him out for the other kid. You know, um, uh, the incredible. I mean, it's, it's unheard of. I mean, I know freaking adults that can't even stay still that long (laughs) without you know talking and interrupting with the scene and or being on their phone or something like that so amazing yeah Yeah. we actually talked to her two weeks before that because i think we released her interview the week of the reveal yes and we immediately messaged her and we're like oh my gosh did you know this was happening like this week and she's like yep and i couldn't say anything (laughs) and it was killing me (laughs) she is playing some yeah i don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) because like you know we we don't do spoilers we try to stay off of the facebook groups and everything because we like to just be surprised right yeah yeah when things happen of course um so that was really, really nice. And she's like, it was killing me because I just wanted to be like, guess what? <laughs> but I mean, we knew it was going to happen, thankfully, eventually. Yeah. They dragged it out long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it should have been revealed when he had the heart issue. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was the dead giveaway. Yeah, oh, Michael right. had the same thing when right. he was younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two and two together. I guess we, we don't want to ask if he's coming back anytime soon because we want to know, right? Or we don't, we, we want to know, but we don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we would be okay if Brad got released from jail though, because. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really good. What do your kids think about the fact that you're on TV? Do they care or they just, it's normal life? Uh, it's pretty much normal life. I mean, there are certain th- shows that maybe I'll, I might go out for that they're interested that's because they watch that that show and then I get really disappointed in myself because if I didn't book it <laughs> you know but you know there, there's sometimes they'll watch something and and uh at this point there's always I I will know at least one person from any show that's on tv because I've just been working for you know over 20 years that it just just happens where you have worked with them in some other capacity so they're like 
do you know this person? You know, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, so it's through association of who, who I've worked with. You're still cool. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do either of them want to follow in your footsteps? I don't think so. Uh, they're, they're definitely both creative, but I don't think any of them want to, to be an, an actor, which, which I'm totally fine with, but I would love for them to do something in the creative field, you know, mm-hmm. where they're, you know, the little one, uh, my youngest, she does a lot of um, like arts and crafts and stuff like that. And they're really cool. And then you can see that she has a really good eye for that stuff. And then the, the older one um, dances and she sings, but uh, yeah, I'm, it's, this is a hard business to be in. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you can't just act. It's, it's kind of like you have to be a, a, a pretty savvy business person to always have, several irons in the fire so that you know you're not depending on one sole thing um for your livelihood yeah so we saw a little doggy running around in the back mm, earlier yeah yeah <laughs> what kind of what's her name roxy she's a mom's a poodle um but she's a rescue so don't know who what dad was but we're thinking probably a terrier or a yorkie Aww. so something like that yeah cute so what's been your favorite experience so far in general hospital? Probably the nurse's ball, the first one. Because okay. that one, again, you just felt like a rock star. Um, but kind of like where I had the most fun in terms of doing a storyline was uh, when Brad propositioned Michael. Okay. Because he was, <laughs> yep. he was kissing Kiki. Because I was like, oh, man, this guy's such a douchebag. <laughs> and I was having so much fun just, like, twisting it and making um, making Chad and Michael it was just so uncomfortable, you know. And, and, uh, and I remember just – and I had just been on the show for just – two months at that point. So mm-hmm. it was only supposed to be four episodes, but I was just having fun with what they were giving me. So the writers were just writing me more stuff. And I remember Frank just, just pulling me aside. And after I was doing it, uh, propositioning Michael and, and he's like, he, he was just went, you are so good in this. <laughs> and, and that's what you want the boss to say. You know, it's like, right. you're, you're, you're just so good in this. You're having so much fun. You're great. <laughs> well, it's always fun to see you guys. We can tell when you're legit having fun with each other, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you can tell when someone really, really just enjoys being on a scene with mm-hmm. the other person. So, right. Yeah. It definitely comes through. Do you have anything coming up that you'd like to share with? Um, it's interesting. I just I just um, booked two things yesterday, <laughs> but one oh, I hey, one I can't. I just signed a non disclosure agreement, um, but it is it's a project with one of the biggest directors um, in the world, and it's 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 pretty awesome. I was I was like, oh come on, I gotta get this. <laughs> so uh, it was just fun just to meet with that person one on one, just to work out that 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 scene. And um, so yeah, I just found out this morning that I got it. So that awesome. will be announced. Congratulations! Soon. Thank you. Yeah, we're seeing what that is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool project. Well, so it sounds like things are still kind of moving along, though, you know, with at least trying to get projects underway. and Yeah, slowly but surely. But, you know, everyone's kind of been 
pretty good with, uh, for my friends that I've been working, you know, everybody to try and do the best in terms of testing everyone. Um, you know, um, I'm, I have to say, I'm not that excited to, to have to go through what I've seen people go through with the testing with the, with the, you know, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. it's up the nose uh, cause that's the most thorough one, but I mean, to make sure everybody, we all feel safe, you know, and I'm, I'll feel safe that I know that other cast members have had to go through that, you know? So. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what, at least a lot of the fans that we've been seeing, you know, I mean, of course we miss GH, but none of us want you guys going back to work and getting sick. Right. You know, like it's, we're good. Although we have yeah. been saying they should do something where, did you watch a bunch of people put on Quibi, the princess bride piece yeah, together? I, I heard about, but I actually didn't actually see how it turned out though. It's so cute. I mean, it's, it's very rough. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely someone standing in their backyard with their video camera you know, right. and they edit it all together. Like, it would be great because you could go out in your backyard and shoot some scenes as Brad and right. prison garb and everything, you know? And yeah, I mean, yeah. It'd be something unique and interesting, but I mean, yeah. we're getting new shows, so yeah. they figured it out. But <laughs> if, if it has to, right? right. You want to pass that along to Frank, you know, that would be really, <laughs> cool. that'd be really, I think it'd just be really unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, you definitely, I mean, I miss seeing everybody, you know, and it's just like, it's amazing. So much time has passed where I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been almost half a year since I've seen some of these yeah. people, you know? Well, yeah. Cause you were gone, what, like a month or two before? Yeah. I basically, my last episode I shot actually was January. You oh, know, wow. those things yeah. aired and my episodes aired in March. So end of January, I haven't seen anybody since Yeah. Since end of January, basically. Okay, one last question, because we're always wondering this. Where does Lucas go? He's there, and then he's just gone. (laughs) Where does he go? Do you know? I I don't know. I, yeah, I I have no idea. I mean, you were kind of single parenting it there for a while, you know, because he was always off screen. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it was unfortunate, because the, the more, the only thing that it was basically, you know, because you would have to show Brad keeping this lie and, 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 and basically Lucas can't be present for any of that, right? Mm-hmm, when right. he's like yeah. bearing a soul. And, and I think that's what, why that was really great to then be paired up with letting in Julian on the secret because he needed to unload and, and, yeah. and get some of that out um, because he, he didn't have Brit for that to happen with um so that was important and, and he definitely couldn't confide in lucas um uh, so so I, I think it was sort of a unfortunate circumstance of the, the storyline where lucas basically had to be in the dark and which meant that he was not he, he wasn't shown as much he, he couldn't be shown as much you know there's only so many times where he otherwise it's he's going to look idiotic him being there all the time right. and not noticing you know all, all these things going on right you know behind his back yeah well thank you so much for this we really appreciate it this was a lot of fun you're welcome thanks for having me nice meeting you guys you too yeah and you know good luck with your project that you just landed and thank you we can't wait to see what it is yes Good talking to you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, so there you go. That was our conversation with Perry. He was just so normal. I just love when actors are normal. And I feel like I could talk to them forever about anything. Like, we had our questions and he stuck to it. But I feel like if we would have had another three hours, we could have just talked about 
hey, what are you doing on Saturday night? Blah, blah, right. blah. Super like if the dog had stayed, we would have definitely right. been like, so let's play with the doggy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Here's my cat. Where is my cat? Cookie I don't know. Cookie didn't join us today. She didn't. She normally does. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. You must have done something to make her mad today. But anyway, why yes. do you think I made her mad? <laughs> That's be your fault. I couldn't have she done anything to her. She might be sleeping. She could be actually playing with one of the three other people that are in the house. Okay. If you say so. I'm a good cat mom. Grandma. I'm a cat grandma. Oh, okay. Technically. I'm never putting the word grandma on my name. So, no. Anyway, yes. Awesome interview. So sweet. I I still just can't believe that we get these people. He was so gracious, you know. Yeah. It was just like when they thank us at the end for talking to him. What are you talking about? Thank you for talking to us. Yep. So exciting. And I do hope that Brad isn't gone, gone. They have to bring him back. I think our idea, or as we were talking to him, I thought of it when he's talking about his friendship with Britt. Britt has good connections. Why can't one of her connections get him out of jail? Right. There's too many possibilities. I really do think that there's a way. Because if they bring in the coronavirus, which, to be honest, where we have one of the main characters is an infectious disease doctor, Mm -hmm. I do think that they have to bring it in. It only makes sense. If Finn was not there, I would not be... Right. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I think they should bring coronavirus in. And then, sure, he can, Brad can get out of jail early because they're letting some people out exactly. because of all that. But even if they can't do it for those reasons, he has plenty of shady people in his corner. Absolutely. They can figure out a way to get him out. Absolutely. So I just, I'm not ready to let him go. I hope he turns on now. Oh, that would be I good. hope that's what gets him out. That would be good. Because mm-hmm. then Carly would totally be on his... Yeah, you're right. We will see. Yep. Or we have already seen because we recorded this before we got new episodes. So who knows? There you go. Yeah, because we did not ask him if he was one of the ones going back to work. Although I felt like from one of the phrases that he said about how people that he knows that have gone back to work have been having to get tested. Yes. So I guess we'll find out. Yep. So join us next Monday as we recap the first new week of episodes that we've had in May to June, June, July. Guys, it's only been two months. I mean, only, but it's... No, it feels like so much longer. May 21st. It feels like so much longer. I I know your math is right, but it still feels like so much longer. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, as long as they stay safe and healthy. I agree. I just want my GH. I understand. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier54Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 